0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, downloading this podcast. My name is Brian Horn. I'm with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. I had a chance to talk with Tom Golan from Wonderland Tree Care in New York about what it was like to run a tree care business during Hurricane Sandy. We interviewed Tom for a story in our February issue about the same topic. Here's part of that interview. I start off with asking him about billing and volume and what kind of volume they saw and and how they handled uh, pricing and, and things like that. So here is part of our interview with Tom. Percentage-wise, you were saying there's a different. You were getting more volume of work, but the percentage, you know, profit was different. How does it? How does a uh, doing work in a swarm like this di- differ from your, you know, normal everyday profit?
1: Well, um, first of all, we were paying uh, anywhere from thirty to fifty hours of overtime. Okay. Uh, which is uh, time and a half. Mm-hmm. It, your uh, workers' comp rates. Are higher, and all of insurance is based on a percentage payroll. Uh, We had to bring in extra, purchase extra equipment. Uh, We, uh, during the height of the storm, we had to pay people just to basically run around with a pickup truck with cans and uh, fill up cans of gasoline because we had the. uh, I don't know if you've heard about the the gas lines. That we had here. Mm-mm. All the uh, all the gas stations. Uh, well, the ones that lost. First of all, many of them lost power. Mm-hmm. And second of all, the uh, uh, distribution center was down, and they weren't getting the fuel out to us as as quick as normal. Oh. Well, so, uh, uh, we fu- they finally went to odd and even days, and so. Uh, there were lines maybe a mile long of cars waiting to get in the gas station right people sleeping in their cars <laughs> <laughs> to be there the next morning and um we really then were so people are actually sleeping in their cars yeah in line to get gas the, the gas station they would get a load in the morning say maybe it came in the middle of the night that open at five in the morning and by ten o'clock they'd be empty huh so these people would get online in the middle of the night, and um, just to get um, onto that, lo- get that into that load that just got delivered, and right. then the station might be closed from ten in the morning till the next. Uh and the, this, our station was at, cause we do a lot of business there. They were, they were allowing some emergency vehicles in, and they considered tree companies emergency vehicles. So that helped us, mm-hmm. but you know, we had to have people doing those sort of things. Uh, we, uh, we unfortunately used a, uh, uh, cable telephone, a, uh, when the power went out in our office, our phones were out. So we had no phones in our office for a week, oh. almost a week. So we uh, had to uh, divert our calls to our shop. And normally where we have four lines, we had one. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, I got a lot of busy signals. So uh, that was difficult to manage. And um, so... uh so would you, then, would you say you lost? Would, did you guys lose money in this? Would you say? Uh, I wouldn't say we lost money. No. Okay, so you didn't. You didn't make profit. if you if you if you're not extremely careful at managing your costs, it's very easy to lose money in a storm. Okay. And uh, and uh, and that's why you know you have to uh, you know increase some rates during the storm because your costs just skyrocket.
0: Um, what advice would you have, uh, you know, like you said, you have to watch your cost. What advice would you have for a, for a contractor who down the line might get in a situation like this?
1: Um, uh, well, um, first of all, if, uh, I would take care of your clients first before you take on any new work. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, we generally, uh, work on a, uh, an hourly basis for our labor plus equipment and and uh... recycling fees mm-hmm. um, i would be sure to have a uh... A storm preparedness program together for your company so that you know uh, you know the first signs of a storm you're starting to do starting to get ready and uh... as it approaches closer and closer you're doing uh more and different things to be prepared as far as uh, equipment, uh, being able, finding a way to communicate with your clients, maybe uh, communicate prior to your clients and let them understand your triage process. Okay. Because uh, that, is, that is one of the big uh, uh, issues to deal with is you, know, you have this huge influx of phone calls and it's you know we have a lot of clients that we've had for 20 and 30 years and they're all great clients and it you know all of a sudden when they all call at once <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's hard, a child. Yeah. you know and so uh we would use a uh we had a triage process where we did ver- we had uh some uh some forms for our office personnel to with questions to uh get information about the uh and the extent of tree damage and then we would have a, a process which, you know, from a real um, down and dirty uh, it would be trees in houses came first or mm-hmm. uh, well, first of all, clients came first then trees in houses so,
0: tree so, so clients with trees in houses or just clients that had trees down?
1: Try Clients come first no matter what Okay And... Uh, You know, so you have to be careful not to get greedy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and not forget about the clients that are there for you. You know, year in and year out. Right. Um, And um, and then uh, so we would take care of trees that are in houses first, Mm -hmm. then trees that are on houses or through the roof, uh, and then open up ways and uh you know make properties safe and then uh trees falling in the backyard on the lawn mm-hmm. so to come last
0: and thanks to tom for taking the time out to speak with us you can learn more about running a tree care business during a hurricane by visiting lawnandlandscape.com uh, just search hurricane sandy in our search engine box and it should come right up again thanks to tom for his time and thank you for listening